This is the Minnesota Sports Insider Podcast. Once again, we have Sky Larson. Sky, well, how's your uh, how's your week going, man? What's going on? Oh, my week's just slowly going by. Not working too hard. Oh, the county fair, Carver County Fair, was this week. Went went there on Wednesday night. Saw the Johnny Holm band. Got a little drunk with my friends. It's pretty good. You're missing out uh, the best part. Tell them what what happened. What. What happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I won a Jimmy Butler jersey, uh, right. Miami Heat version from this uh, baseball throwing game. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty exciting. <laughs> I'll, I'll give the breakdown. The first throw, it, it was a thing was wide left. I can't remember. Maybe maybe hit one. And the second, no, you might have hit one. The second one, I think you hit like two down. And the last one, you, I think that was your last try. You just smoked them all with a. A hundred mile per hour fastball. <laughs> Big old softball is like twice the size of the normal softball that I had to throw. It was weird, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean that that was a nice jersey for. How much did you pay? Did you pay like five or ten bucks for that? Like, bucks, for the... but yeah, the quality you can tell it came from China, and they probably paid twenty bucks for it. So. <laughs> So I, I still got out with the net win of ten bucks. Yeah, but now you got Butler and you have Edwards. You have a couple good jerseys now. You, you Butler, got a Edwards, um, Steph Curry. I did have John Wall, the cool jersey um, for yeah. Washington, but that got stolen. Long story, but whatever. Yeah, I got some good jerseys. Dude, I wonder if that. Uh... I wonder if like the Rockets all red uniform would be pretty cool. Like to get like, I, I guess there's not maybe like a Jalen Green or a Green. Oh yeah, the Rockets jerseys are awesome. Um, yeah, you can get an old one like Tracy McGrady all red or something. But yeah, yeah, I know. So we, yeah, we got have a little topic there, but yeah, it's like like the talk about Sky got a nice jersey there and picked got a nice. Jimmy Butler one. I'm. I'm. I, I. If I was there, man, I would have just been like Butler's amazing, just screaming to the heavens. It was, you know. But, um. Anyways, uh, we're gonna talk some Twins today. Some. There's been some interesting developments in the Twins camp. You know, we're not gonna talk as much about the Twins right now. But we're gonna talk about some of their prospects and what they're looking at. So, Skyler does have the. I think I don't know if you still have it up, Sky, but we have the prospect list in front of us. Uh, I'm just going from the top of my head. I believe Royce Lewis is still considered first by most people. I think Austin Martin's two. I think I think it's a toss up, but most people have Balazovic three, or I actually might even argue Jose Miranda could be three, um, and then four is, could be Duran or or Simeon Woods Richardson. Um, and what is there any other couple of guys you want to like who, who I missed that we might talk about today? Well, so you got the list a little wrong, at least off of the the official MLB website. It goes um, Royce Lewis, one, Austin Martin, two, Simeon Woods Richardson is at three, and then Jordan mm-hmm. Balzovich at four, Johan Duran at five. Um, that's how they have it. But other than those five prospects um, – I mean, I think it'd be interesting to talk about um, Joe Ryan, Matt Cantorino, and Aaron Sabato, and then also um, Jose Miranda would be good to talk about as well, I think. 
Now we'll we'll start off here with Royce Lewis. Um, any first thoughts about Royce Lewis? Now he is coming. I'll, I'll just, you know give a little recap to the the people here. You know he tore his ACL on what seemed to be the ice storm of the century in Texas. What a story that was! And that kind of just was a prelude to everything that went wrong this year for the Twins. Um, you know, and um, he he also was coming off a of Arizona Fall League. You know, where, where he was a lot different than he was that that year, um, two years ago before COVID. You know, in that summer where I think he was, I believe he was up in Double A and he struggled making that connection. And I will say to the viewers or the people viewers, I should say the people that are listening, um, the one thing to if you don't know, um, the big jump as a hitter right now is is and even as a pitcher is going from that single a to double a like that's the if you're talking about what's the biggest gap or jump between talent um and and production in the minors it's not double a to triple a as much it's more actually single a to double a that's when you can really start evaluating players so scott any thoughts on royce lewis and his outlook so um yeah First of all, did didn't he tear his ACL by just walking on ice? Something yeah. weird like that. Yeah, just, that's what I was... just the ultimate twins bad luck right there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I am as a fan worried about his hitting just because I pull up his stats every once in a while, even though he hasn't played in two years, and um, I am a little worried when I see his struggles. I mean, he's he's never batted. For an entire year over 300 if i'm not mistaken yeah. and um even even when he did um you're saying he struggled from that uh a to double a gap mm. even he even um struggled the last year he played in just just single a he was he was playing for 94 games in 2019 and he only had a 240 batting average so i mean I'm a little worried about his hitting, but in all other aspects, facets of the game, I mean, super fast. You alluded to he's almost as fast as Buxton, which is crazy. Um, so in plus defense, I think he'll be great in the field. But, yeah, I'm just worried about his hitting. You have a great context there, bringing that uh, single A the last, uh, you know, uh, 90 or so games there that, he also struggled before even transitioning to double A. So, yeah, it, it, it is a concern, his hitting. Um, keep it at that. Uh, he, he's he's more of a free swinger. So, think of, at this point, just think of, like, Rosario. Maybe not that. That's maybe a little bit uh, dramatic. But he is a free swinger. He As you can see, I don't believe he's ever had um, a year of on base over 330 in his minor league career. Not, not, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was like 330 something, maybe is the highest he's had. He's Royce Lewis has actually been pretty good at getting on base. His first year, 2017 rookie ball, he was 381, and then 2017 in, in single A, he was at 352 for the year. How many games did he play between those two? Um, 2017, he had 54 games, and then 2018, he had 121 games at. 352 on base. That's that's pretty good. What's pretty his easy. career? Does it show his career on base on that? Yeah, 336. Okay. So he is pretty decent. So and his career batting average is 260. 
272. Okay. So he's got about a 60-point spread between his batting average and his on-base there. So, yeah, I mean, it, that is pretty good then. But um, I, I think if that's the case, and he sounds like, you know, I'm looking at – now I'm looking at his strikeouts in his last year or so. He struck out a, a kind of a lot. And, you know, like – for a guy that's supposed to be more of a contact hitter, it looks like he's swinging and missing quite a bit. Yeah, if you're striking out one time per game, that's it's pretty high, which is what he was about at last year. Yeah, so you know, you know, in terms of you know, he's another player that you can't just you can't just say he's that position when he gets the MLB. His his athleticism allows him to play all around, you know, and he has a good arm, above average arm, but. There's a lot of questions of where is he going to play? Could he play shortstop? Could he play center field? I see him as a center fielder. I'm, that's where you got to ask yourself, Twins. If you can't find a reasonable deal, I still think you got to make it work to, to sign Buxton. But if you some for some reason the pole edges cannot sign off on it, well, you're left with that. That's only so many options, and and that ultimately gets me to you. You got to make sure that Buxton plays the rest of the year, proves that he's been amazing as he was to start off the year, and you trade him for as much as you possibly can, obviously, and you try to get back some serious talent, and then you put Royce Lewis in center field because he's got the speed. He, he's, he's been between – you know, he's a guy who's going to be a 25 to 30 stolen base guy a year if he stays healthy. Um, he, his, his stole, he had a couple years where I think he was between 25 and 30-something stolen bases. So um, – yeah, he's he's he definitely can provide that speed. Just not sure where he's gonna stick. Um, and uh, I we don't have a true shortstop prospect like that, or as a through and through defender in that in that sense. Keani Cavaco is maybe the one that comes to mind. He's you know he's in some lists he's ninth, some lists he's twelve, fifteenth. You know, like he's he's still really young. I believe he's nineteen or twenty still, but. Keanu Kivako is, you know, is a high pick for us a few years ago. And first, he was a first round pick for us. And uh, I think it was two or three years ago. And, you know, he just, he can defend. That's for sure. He's got a cannon of an arm. He might have the best arm from shortstop in our system, arguably. Uh, It's just more, can he hit? So we got that kind of a conundrum going out for us right now. The classic shortstop problem. So um, his, his hitting stats are pretty atrocious, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah, they're they're they're. I think his career batting average must lie south of 240. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's bad. So yeah, we'll see there. Let's let's you know. So I guess a quick little wrap up with Lewis is, I think he should be here by sometime next year. I, I, some people think he might need a full year to get into Double A AA and Triple A. I I think at after the trade deadline or at, you know in September of next year I think Lewis is actually going to play. So and he and he obviously needs a, a good amount of time proving that he can hit. If he can't hit at all and he's struggling again in 250 or less, maybe he doesn't play next year. But we'll have to see that development. It'll be interesting to see how he comes into camp um and you know hopefully he can get off to a hot start. So let's move on to um another prospect. We'll go to Austin Martin. This has been kind of the name of Shoei's that people like to talk about. He was obviously included in that big, the big deadline deal of for Barrios. We also got Simeon Woods Richardson, a starting pitcher. He was six foot three, 
200, I think he's 210 pounds or something like that, 220 pounds. Um, so, you know, Austin Martin is, is a guy that to, when I watch him, um, it's never going to be a question of can he be a top-of-the-order hitter. I think it's 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 really nice. It's comforting. It's like there's I've seen a lot of comparisons with Shannon Stewart. I've seen comparisons um, with like even Jorge Polanco. I've seen some comparisons um, to him just being a guy who can be a consistent at the bare minimum a two eighty hitter. And some people might be like, "What do you? How do you know that? Like he's he's only played sixty games in Double A. He's twenty two years old and." It's just everywhere you're, you you watch him hit, and it just it, he just seems to get the barrel on the on the ball consistently, and it's not translating to power yet. But when you watch his swing, he had a home run the other night, uh, two nights three nights ago, and he hits a right field on a breaking on a changeup. It was a low breaking pitch, good pitch to right field, and I'm like, wow, that looked like he has some power, like. And, and and I I was reading the Blue Jays. I like to creep on the you know other all the other social media stuff after a big trade. And I was creeping on the Blue Jays play by play guy for Double A. And he was just basically he basically had a tweet. He's like, Asimar must have the most off the wall doubles in the minors right now. So I kind of like compiled a couple of tweets, a series of tweets over the year. Looks like he has six or seven doubles off the wall from this guy's tweets which suggests that his three home runs that he has now, which looks like a power issue, easily could be seven to eight right now at 60 gains, which now puts him at a very solid power level. You know, if you consider those things, like that's the context that I'm trying to provide here is when you watch his swing and you, then you look at the stats, you're like, what? He always only had three home runs. He's got a really nice swing and he's got good power. Like it's not to me when I watch him, it's not like it's not going to be Louise Arias' power where he gets two to three homers a year, right? Like over five hundred at bats. No, it's going to be better than that. You look at Polanco. Polanco's a good guy to compare him to. Polanco was a guy who averaged about six to seven home runs ish in the minors for a while. Um, it's pretty much just almost his whole time. He only had like one year, I want to say, that he had double digit home run something like that in his four year career in the minors and that's just pretty cool like like he's now becoming a i mean polanco i think has 21 homers this year already 21 or 22 he's on pace to get 25 26 and he's been a 20 got 20 homer guy about a year like imagine this this is an all-star every time unless the fans just don't respect you maybe because you're a small market but if if martin is a 290 350 and go look at his on base to the new twins fans go look at his on base it's crazy like what he's done like in his college career and minor league career like he has he has over a one almost over a 100 swing between his batting average and on base percentage in most it's between 75 higher and 100 higher between his batting average and on base. That's a crazy spread. That just goes to show you that he's got an elite eye at the plate. Absolutely elite. He can walk a lot. And there's this really funny thing if you pay attention to Austin Martin. People keep saying it's like this weird little like lucky thing. I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. He's been hit. Can you believe this? And I went to look at this because uh, Tom Fremming uh, on Twitter. 
He's been hit 15 times this season, 15 or 14 times this season by pass balls. It's actually 19. Oh, but tw- oh, yeah, because he has four with the Twins, and he had like 15, right, with his with the Blue Jays double A team or something like that. Yeah. So like, when I was looking at that on Twitter, I was like, oh my god, and people are like, it's just lucky or whatever. And I watch him get hit by balls, and I'm like, you know what it is? He stands really close to the plate. He crowds the plate, and a lot of guys who crowd the plate, they're jumpy. They're getting on the like they know they have to be extra jumpy to get out of the way on on inaccurate pitches when the catcher sits up and in and they miss inside. He just sits there and stays like he's committed to staying in his spot, not screwing up his swing and getting his pitch. And that tells you he's a confident hitter. He's not scared of the ball, which sounds crazy, but some guys get a little bit scared of the ball. It doesn't matter who you are. A hundred mile per hour pitch is scary. And and he's willing to, to get hit. He's, He's not fear. He's never moving out of the way of it. It's just crazy to watch a guy like just no reaction. He'll get hit right in like the upper part of his body. No reaction. It's crazy. And I'm watching. I'm watching him hit the ball to all sides of the all parts of the field. It's really impressive to watch a guy who could probably easily be again at minimum a 280, 350 on base, 10 to 15 homers, easy. 10 to 15 stolen bases, easy. And I correct me again if I'm wrong, but his in his college career, he was getting about, I think it was 20, 20-ish stolen bases. Like in his if you take away his first year, I think it's last three years or two years, whatever it was, he put up he put up 20 plus stolen bases, which is really good considering they play 60 game seasons. So uh, he's got a above average athleticism. Sky, you have any thoughts on Austin Martin? Um, yeah, I just think the uh, the eventual pairing of Austin Martin and uh, Luis Arias in our lineup is gonna be just so fun to watch. They're just gonna cool. they're they're gonna suck up in the in the front of the order. They're gonna suck up so many pitches, and I I just am imagining after the pitcher just just tossed a 12 pitch at bat to Luis Arias and then a 10 pitch at bat to Austin Martin that he's going to be a little exhausted, especially if one of them gets on base and he might make a mistake to that third power hitter in the lineup, like uh Buxton or something. Uh, I just think that's a, uh, that that's something fun to look forward to. Um, also on Austin Martin's defense, uh, yeah. Um, he he has played a I lot am. of different positions in yeah. college at least. Um I mean he's played 20 games at first base, um 20 or 30 games in the outfield. I mean he's played third base a lot, played second base a lot. Um it it it'll be interesting to see. He's even played four games at catcher. I mean he he's played all over the place and it'll be interesting to see where the Twins put him yeah he's uh, the best way to describe him just like a college coach said from Vanderbilt is he's quick and twitchy you watch him play he's not gonna blow you by in a 100 meter dash or for what it's worth 60 or 90 feet okay like he's not he's not he can't maintain top notch speed like Buxton can after about 20 feet but his first two steps this is why he's a good at stealing bases is really good. 
It's it's quick. His reaction, his get off, his to be able to open his hips like immediately to a different direction is is sweet. And it's it's it, a skill that not a lot of players have. And and that's why you don't always see the fastest guys at the most on bases in the MLB. I'm not saying he's not going to be top five or anything like that, but like a lot of guys are just you got to have like when you steal base, it's got to be your first step that matters the most. You know, like your first reaction to the guy releasing the ball to going home. It's got to be quick. It's got to be powerful, and it's got to get in the right direction. So um, that's something to look to be. You're thinking about a Polanco type hitter with better bat to ball skills, seriously, and a better eye at the play. Polanco's a 333 career on base percentage player. Okay, like that's good. That's above league average, but I think the bare minimum. For Austin Martin is a 350, 360 on base guy in the minors. Minimum. I think 360 is fairly safe. I think he's going to hit 280 fairly safe. And he's just, he's a guy that, you know, yes, he's in double A. Yes, he's only played 60, 60 games in the in his minor league career, fortunately, because of COVID. But he's a guy that's definitely going to play next year. If, if you're a Twins fan, I think you're hoping to see him out of out of camp, right? To start the season off for opener. And I think you will. I think Austin Martin is going to earn his spot because he's that good of a hitter. And imagining this, imagine this. Okay, Polanco's a guy who's hit a 280 type guy who hits 330, hits 20 homers, and gets 10 to 15 stolen base of the year. That's a borderline all-star, right? Imagine this. You have three guaranteed things at hitting. Louise Arise, who's a guaranteed 310 at least. Okay. Austin Martin and Jorge Polanco. Those are three really good hitters that are never going to hit below 270 for an entire year. Just think about that. That's pretty nice. So, and then you add in a Buxton who, I mean, if he can stay healthy, we know he's, it, it just, I won't take too much time on this, but I hope all Twins fans know how ridiculous this is. Buxton still 30th in all of the players in the MLB with wins above replacement at 2.9. You heard that right. How many games has he played? He's played less than 40 games, and there's been 130 games played. Think about that, Twins fan. Think about that. He's top 30 at the All-Star break. He played half as many games as anybody else, right? And he was top 10 in war. It's his he was going to have the great one of the greatest seasons in MLB history. He was hitting 369 with 10 home runs and playing the best defense in the world. Unfortunately, he broke his hand, but like by a, a, a pitch that was 99 miles per hour and he couldn't get out of the way. Just so, so unlucky. Another one of those unlucky twins moments like Royce Lewis tearing his ACL on ice. But yeah, just it's tough. It's tough. We'll we'll go quicker here. Um, the first two prospects are pretty fun. We'll, we'll talk. Let's talk about Simeon Woods Richardson. Some people have him fifth. Some people have him fourth. Some people have him third. Some people have him have him sixth. Um, I, I'm I'm excited about him. I'm not sure where I would put him. I haven't. I need to see him pitch once in a Twins uniform to get some more like actual like footage of him. Um, but why um, hasn't he pitched yet? He yeah, good question. So him and Joe Ryan, the guy we traded Nelson Cruz for, along with uh, Drew Stratman. Both Joe Ryan and Woods Richardson were in the Olympics with the U.S. team playing. Joe Ryan was actually 
um, the best pitcher for the the U.S. team in the Olympics. Um, he has the game, the semifinal game. He got had went four in the third inning uh, with I believe zero runs and five or six strikeouts. Um, and they just pulled him early with like eighty pitches just because they were making sure he, they didn't hurt him or anything like that. But you know he's Joe. That was Joe Ryan. So, but uh, Simeon Woods Richardson was you know in the Olympics. He didn't pitch. He was an extra. But it was really cool to see him because he was the second youngest player on the entire roster. Uh, Richardson's only 20 years old. He, he, absolute freak. If you look at every level he played at, he, dude, he was playing in high A baseball at the age of 18 as a pitcher. Like, as a position player, that happens a lot with top prospects. But with, with pitchers at the age of 18 playing high A baseball, that is crazy. That is very impressive to see for a pitcher. And not only that, like he, again, he's not put, he don't, when you look at the stats, you might be like, well, it's not exactly super impressive. It's because he's facing, he's the five years younger than the average player in those leagues. Like he's playing so much under the average age in those leagues. And you look at his stats this year, he's, he's struggling a lot with his ERA, but look at his FIP. Look at his whip. Okay, like his whip's not great this year, but his FIP suggests he's definitely not as bad as what his stats are suggesting. You look, go back by his game log, his first, basically his last four starts before he went to the Olympics, or three, it was like three or four starts, were really bad. But it's because he started to walk a lot of people. Anybody who walks, and that's not that's not normal for him. He's consistently always been very good with command throughout his whole career. So that's kind of a you know an outlier, but you look at his first five, four or five starts this year, and he was awesome. He was really good at the age of twenty years old in Double A. Like that's just mind blowing to think of. Like it, this guy's six three. Now he doesn't overpower you. He's going to throw you ninety to ninety three miles per hour, but his delivery's kind of like not. And it's not funky, but it's just it's uh it's tough to pick up. And when I watch his breaking ball, it's two things. His breaking ball is awesome. It's a plus pitch in my mind. I, I don't know what the scouts are saying, but in my mind, it's a plus pitch. And his changeup might be the best changeup in our entire system. And I'll tell you this right now. If you have good command and you are hard to hit off your fastball to an extent, and you have a very good breaking ball, one of the best in our – it's going to be one of the best right now with him and Balzavic, along – with having the best changeup, now you ha- you have three plus pitches. You have something, and you have a guy that think about this. Barrios was the second youngest Twins player to ever debut in as a Twins player in the MLB at 22 years old. Okay, Simeon Woods Richardson has a legit chance to break that record and and be tied for number one, I believe, with Burt Blylevin. Okay, so or it was Johan. So, like, this kid is really young, really talented, and just don't get it misconstrued when you look at the stats. Give him time because this man is – is de- you watch him on tape, and you're like, okay, he has stuff. He's, he's not just, like, a guy who throws – like, he doesn't rely on speed at all. He, he is, he's coming at you, and he's trying to get you out. you have any thoughts on Simeon? Yeah, so um, I probably wouldn't have him at three. I mean – 
he is definitely very interesting. Top top five or six prospect for sure. Um, the the ERA, like I know you just went off on a uh, very good um, tangent on why his ERA is somewhat high. Still a little scary for me. Um, but I mean, I'd say definitely a top top five or six prospect for sure.